This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. I tell you sometimes that we have an electric guest. I don't even know that there's an adjective on the face of the earth that can describe this clown that we have on here today. (laughs) Mr. Brian McCall from the state of Oklahoma, contestant on season two of The Protégé. This guy likes Victoria's Secrets, guns, and selling insurance. I don't know where this thing's going, but I have been looking forward to this one for a long time. What's up, man? Hey, it's all good in the hood, baby. How are you? Yeah, you uh, a <laughs> little bit of vehicle difficulties, huh? Oh, they can't get their uh, heads out of their rear ends, so to speak. So, hey, but I'm, I'm mobile again, and I'm so happy to be here. I did not want to put this off any longer because... Uh, I really feel very uh, fortunate to not only be a part of this journey, but uh, to be able to talk to you guys. It's fantastic. Hey, man, good things come to people who come on the podcast. Ask Josh Gurley. It changed his life. Yeah, man. That's the truth. So listen, man, before we get into, I mean, I know know your backstory for the most part because you had to tell it to me to get into the protege, but why don't you get everybody else kind of caught up on what's led to you getting into the commercial insurance game, and then we're just going to roll from there. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so started off life as a financial professional. Anybody can look me up on my uh, CRD because I'm still active slightly. Uh, but uh, got into personal lines insurance and in New York State. And uh, for the last 21, 22 years, I've been teaching other agents and financial pre- professionals how to sell. Still doing it myself all along the way. And uh, finally got the opportunity to step out of management after uh, many years of uh, not not playing nice in the sandbox, so to speak. I, I don't play politics too well, but survived for that long and uh, decided to step out on my own, took over another agency that now we've celebrated, if I can do my math right, 18, 19 years. Don't forget to carry the nine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, not divided by not is not, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, had an established, so I wasn't risking too much because it had a little bit of an established track record, 
but we're pretty solid. Dude, risk sucks, man. Risk sucks. <laughs> exactly. That's why you got to overcome it, baby. Risksucks.com coming to a website near you. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, commercials always been that hidden gem. I, I really like to swing for the fences and everything that I do. I like to go large. Um, I'm like live and large. Never would have guessed. <laughs> Never would have guessed, right? As um, as uh, one of my uh, teammates would tell you, uh, Sean, he, he he loved the fact that I have a T-shirt cannon. So, in fact, uh, I just put the order do. in. We're doing, we're doing homecoming in the local uh, local town, Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Look it up on your map. Big, big and improved. What kind of uh, range you get on that bad boy? They say that I can get it up into the tenth uh, or eleventh uh, level. So is that with or I, without modifications? No modifications. It just depends on what type of air take. I'll pull it out later. If you guys take a break, I'll pull it out and show it to you guys later for sure. So this is, that's what she said. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> in all seriousness, I've dude, I've been just getting softballs lobbed up <laughs> the last couple episodes. It's been at least four um, or five. That's what she says in the last 24 hours. I, I know. It. And they're just perfectly placed and timed. But yeah. um, I've actually been shopping for the old t-shirt cannon because uh-huh. that's like, because I like when I do my speaking gigs, I'd love to just enter the that arena would be sick, actually. with a t-shirt cannon just, just blasting the audience, just crushing them. Yeah. And what, yeah. what I found is that there's actually like an automatic t-shirt cannon that ha- you can fit like eight or 12 t-shirts in it's on a wheel. So as quick as I can pull, it's like a semi-automatic. As quick as I can pull the trigger, it's firing T-shirts. Dude, like, you need to go. Brrr. You need to go akimbo on that piece and just have them just dual wield, let it rip. I was just thinking. I have this. Place- yeah, go ahead. I have this thing where I've always just thought it would be really, really cool to go out with a T-shirt cannon in each arm and just just fire, oh, just I'm saying. both hands oh. at the same time. Yeah, akimbo. Oh, yeah, akimbo. Yeah, you're defining it for us now, Kyle. Thank you yeah, so much. You got it. Uh, <laughs> I only know that from Call of Duty. I thought you were talking about Kimbo. I thought you were talking about Kimbo Slice, man. man I don't know what dead. you're talking about. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. So probably like 10 ba- years baby, ago. Baby I'm actually going to look that up right now. It's been baby a while. Baby Slice is fighting now over in Bellator. His son, <laughs> Baby Slice. Yeah, get the old dual wield going and fire them bitches off. Yeah. I'm in. Uh- I'll have to find the place I got it from, but they are, I think it's, yeah, t-shirtgun.com. Is oh, yeah, I no, it. I've looked everywhere, man, and yeah. they run, I mean, they run anywhere, like, they could get pretty expensive. Like, I, I saw one that was, like, 2500 bucks. Yeah, mine's, uh, so mine's the, I'm looking it up right now, Bleacher Reacher Pro. I'm very familiar with that model. Yeah, yeah, that's the one you want to count. I almost bought that. I, I legitimately almost bought that before Innovation in Tampa. No kidding. Oh, that would have been a hit, man. You would have knocked like the guy on the second row over in his chair, you know, if it hit him. Yes. But uh, I can get four T-shirts if they're wadded up the right way, and it'll shoot all four up into at least fourth, fifth level of bleachers. So at one time. Oh, you put you you shoot them all at one time. What kind of spread do you get on that? Is that like a bird shot, or is it more of a closer grouping? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dispersion is about five to (laughs) ten foot. Not like that. Yeah. It's like David's driver. I guess enough good things. Shout out to <laughs> t-shirtgun.com. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, like David said, I'd like to double fist it. So if you'd like to send one my way, Sand Springs, Oklahoma, look me up. I'll take a second. And Dave will take a There you go. There, there you, go. you go. 2016 but, for uh, Kembo Slice, by the way. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yep. Dude, 
that guy sucked in the UFC, but my goodness, was he nasty in a Miami backyard? Jeez, he's terrifying. Like, oh, terrifying. I, like my oh, yeah, you ain't kidding. That video, I know what you're talking about. He just beats the hell out of people. Yeah. Have you seen the one where he knocked the guy's eyeball out of his head? <laughs> no, but I like think I showed this to Grayson. I talked to Grayson. Talked to Grayson about this earlier. Like when he was younger, and I was like, "You're never gonna believe this," but this guy Kimbo Slice punches a guy so hard that he breaks the orbital bone, and his eyeballs hanging out of oh, his head. God! And I showed him. It's on YouTube. You can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I love where this conversation love- is going, man. I'm so yeah. I'm so jacked right now. Where, where's my monster drink? Where's my rock star, man? My God! Mm. Get it. Getting it. Getting it to it, man. Dude, I was going to drink this Celsius, but I may just take the – I've got like a whole box of packs right here, and I may just pour them out on just my on my pack. desktop and just run lines of Celsius powder just for no reason. Just to get, just to get absolutely silly on the podcast. Uh. <laughs> hey, have you guys – so I know you guys have kind of had a week of it um, – where am I at in Man, the we, eight? Like, have you done uh, all five already? Have you done six, seven people so far from the show? You're, you're kind of middle of the pack, I, I would say. Pack. Yeah, yeah. We've and Kyle's not even been on the majority I feel like most of, them of those have I been was, on Monday, and I was out of town. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I purposely did it that way. Um, I wouldn't have too had, much to contribute. No, no because. Yeah, because Kyle's not really involved with what I do with Protege at all. So it's kind of like, hey, third wheel, you know, great question, completely yeah. irrelevant to this cool. season. But, right. <laughs> but um, no, we've done, we've had uh, Abby as a guest. We've had Ryan Smith. We've had yeah. Sean Kirby. And that, and that's number four, man. I love that guy. That kid, man. It's so Which funny. One? Was, uh, Sean Kirby. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and, and of course, you know, Ryan Smith's in my backyard. I haven't met the guy face to face yet, but. When we do, it's going to be a throwdown, let me tell you. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, but, uh, this is Sean, coming from a guy that's got cheetah print pillows on his man cave couch, so he's serious. He's got the matching Speedo right, to prove it. Right. Yeah, you are in the protege lounge now. Easy listening at Yacht Rock 105.5. But, uh, <laughs> he was uh, messaging me on the uh, uh, LinkedIn app. And I wasn't responding, and he's like, dude, are you getting these messages? Like, I want you to go watch this podcast. And I didn't know that uh, Mitch, Ryan, Sean, and somebody else, they all four Jonathan about Lugo. Him. Jonathan oh, Lugo yeah. every time. It's so hard to forget that nice guy. Uh, but anyway, um, he said, I want you to watch it. And I was like, dude, you know, I got things to do. But I watched it, and he was just so kind to me because they were talking about what they thought their strengths were and who was really doing a good job on the protege. And Mitch says, Oh, of course, Sean, you're going to say yourself, you know, and you know, everybody might think that because, you know, Sean's a pretty confident guy as well. And he was really and saying, he talks really- a lot. He talks a lot of smack. Like his smack yeah. talk game is through the roof, yeah. which I love, by the way, love you. Love you, Sean. Uh, but anyway, he, he uh, said some really nice things about me and talked about the t-shirt gun and just said, it's, he's going to miss all of our group uh, sessions that we would do together because I, I I don't talk about strategy one bit. I'm just like off the walls, bouncing off why, the walls. Why do you have to stop? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Hopefully we'll keep it going, but you know, everybody's kind of in that focus mode right now where they're you know, trying to crank everything out as much as possible. We're going and visiting as many people, trying to get them to sign as many, you know, forms as we possibly can. So I get it. It's a little intense right now, but when it calms down, dude, he's going to be a friend for life. Love that guy. 
Love talking with him. And, of course, Sedlak and, you know, Derek. I mean, my goodness. I kept telling Derek once I got on the team, I was like, you knew I wanted to be on your team, right? You saw yeah. from our video, <laughs> pick me, Derek, pick me, Derek, through the whole thing, you know. Hayden's a good one, man. It's funny yeah. because I actually have him on the docket. Kyle's leaving to go to Hawaii, so I'm going to do a couple of solo episodes while he's gone so that we can continue the backlog. Yeah. But uh, I'm doing I'm doing a year later with Derek Hayden here next oh. week. So. Oh, nice. That's so awesome. He's just such It'll a good dude, and he's got his own – Things going now too. In fact, he just included me in a group that he's charging for, and he said, "Dude, I want you in there." You know, so it's just I feel very blessed, very thankful. Uh, and like <laughs> another reason why I like Sean, right? So I kept telling the guys, I said, "Listen, you know, social media really not for me. I mean, for fifty years I've avoided social media." And Sean goes, "Brian, he goes, social media hasn't been around fifty years." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's just me, right? Yeah, I, I got you, man." So he keeps you on my toes. But, uh, you know, there's, there's ways everybody has to find their own niche and their own way to work things and really make it work for them. And, you know, the way I go about things is totally different than, like you said, a Jonathan Lugo or maybe a Ryan Smith. Now, Ryan Smith, I got to tell you, love you, Ryan. But, man, when I can't sleep at night, I put on your session out like a baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> Man, that monotone voice. Hey, listen, man, if he doesn't get you in the first 15, 16 minutes, I'm sorry. I was going to say, if he doesn't get you in the first five, he'll get you in the other 25. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the best part of like watching the the round table between the four guys that Mitch, you know, heads up and Ryan's on there and they were talking about episode five or or challenge five or challenge six. I can't remember. I want to say challenge five. And he goes, yeah, he goes, it, he told me it was too long, and I was really going on and on and on, and it was just funny, you know? The I poor guy him, was beating, yeah. He was beating himself up, you know? And I wanted I think, to tell him, like, did you see my jacket? I mean, my God, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> For everybody listening, if, if you didn't see the episode of Protégé, Mr. McCall put on a sport coat for some role play. And part of my feedback to him was he probably should take his jacket to the cleaners and have it pressed prior to going on an appointment because <laughs> it literally looked like he yanked it out of his trunk or wadded up in it's the back It's been on his, it's on his he, couch there next to the cheetah print pillow. Yeah, before before the thing. <laughs> then, I re, then I hear, you know, having these podcasts with other protege contestants is fun because they rat everybody else out, right? So, like, a couple days later – I get this random LinkedIn message with a picture of a personal, like this little <laughs> compartment at Costco that's a couple thousand dollars or whatever, but you can hang like five suits in it and it will steam them wrinkle free so they're ready for you to go on your appointment. This is a, a, a consumer based product you can have in your home. Yeah. And yeah. then I find out, sure, uh, it, works it may awesome. have been last week. I think it's. I think Sean Kirby's the one who ratted you out. As a matter of fact, and well, he's like, he's like, well, listen, man, McCall don't even have that jacket anymore. He left the tags on it so he could take it back as soon as he was done. With the I don't video. even own a jacket anymore. Well, I take that back. The one, <laughs> the one jacket where I sent you, we did the Christmas uh, at the office where I had Santa come in and we were, you know, taking pictures free for everybody. That one suede-looking brown jacket. I, I kept that. But you can't wear that out. It's hot as hell. 
Who the hell wants to wear a suede jacket out Dude, anywhere, it's like right? 900 degrees in Oklahoma right oh, now. I can't my. even imagine. Did you hear Sylvester Stallone? He's filming a movie here? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Hotter than hell in Oklahoma. This is what I don't remember if it was you. It may have been. It was either you or Jim Stout had something posted on social where it was Stallone in twi- uh, Twitter basically just saying, I may never see hell, but I know what it feels like after being in Oklahoma. <laughs> Or something along those lines. I, I mean, so look, true. man. Well, dude, like so we the, are flying the PGA a- Championship was was there in, in Tulsa, Southern Hills. Lucky. Yeah, but it was it was in the 90s on Friday, and then on Saturday it was in the 50s, and Sunday was in the 50s as well. It was like the craziest yeah. thing I'd ever seen. We got so lucky that those guys didn't melt actually on the on the grounds, you know, yeah. because it cool front came through actually. You know, I think it's a hundred. It's going to be 107 today, uh, but there's a cool front. It's going to start raining either tomorrow night. But it's or tomorrow it's dry morning. though, right? Like it's a it's a yeah. okay. Because I mean, like it's hot it's not down the heat, here it's and the humidity. Humid. Yeah, that I mean that's what yeah. that's what kills us down here. But at least we have like a Gulf breeze. You guys don't have a Gulf breeze. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. When I moved back, see, I grew up in Oklahoma. I was in New York almost 15 years. And when we moved back in 2010, yeah, it was July. It was like, kid you not, I don't know why they're not talking about this, 114 degrees. It's gross. And I was like, it was never this hot. But then the next year it was a little hotter. <laughs> it's hard to believe that. Uh, but then after that, it got cooler again. So this is a weird heat wave we're having. Makes things miserable, but... You but know. I can remember being a kid, and it used to get really, really hot in the central part of the country. So, I mean, it's not like it's never happened yeah. before. I can remember, like, the St. Louis Cardinals playing in the temperature on field when they were playing at the old Bush Stadium with AstroTurf. It was like 130 oh, degrees. Turf. Oh, dude, because that stuff it was is like, crazy. Yeah, the turf. Yeah, because yeah. of the turf, man. It's absolutely nuts. And yeah. so – it's just it's always weird because people think, oh, you live in Florida, it must be really hot there. And you know, if we go to Key West a lot, well known. People think it's even hotter there. It's actually cooler in Key West than it is in Tampa because of the breeze you have going across the island by five yeah. to seven degrees every day. But we're going we're supposed to fly up to Kansas City Friday afternoon and we're gonna go to George Strait at Arrowhead Saturday night. Nice. I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna wear, man. Have you been to Arrowhead <laughs> before? No. I've heard it's like insanely cool. I, it'll it'll be different for a concert than a football game, obviously. But um, I, I've heard that it's like just a really cool place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'll let you know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in the coolest of cool places in Arrowhead yeah. because my good friends at IPFS were kind enough to extend the invitation for me to be in their suite. Hey-o. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Davey Holt. You You're go. a good man for that. You know, I'm only finance several million dollars of premium with you every year. So I'd like to think I've earned my opportunity, but whatever. But he repays the favor. He's a good man. Good man. Which, yeah, which, no, absolutely. Which I haven't seen the belt uh, that you've got for the protege winner that IPS is actually funded. Is that somewhere around the studio there or, you know, the IPS well, I mean, winner belt, the protege? You were in it. Right, you were in the studio at one point. Hold on. Yeah, I, I I don't go through your things though, Dave. You know what I'm saying? I just you know. Oh, there we go. There we go. I I could see. I don't know if you got your ears on now. I could see Kyle being your mean Gene uh, Okerlund. They're like, all right, <laughs> brothers, you ready for the the big big show tonight? What's what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Pandemonium's broken loose in Valrico, Florida, people. <laughs> It's a solid hey, belt, how about too. this, that man? How about after- to it. Dude, let yeah. me tell you something right now. I've seen a lot of of belts produced. This son of a bitch has some girth. Yeah. I was like, surprised. There's when no I games that thing being out. played. She said, 
Right. That's funny. Oh! <laughs> hey! Oh! <laughs> but li- listen, this is the bottom line. Whoever yeah. gets this, if you're going to hang it up somewhere, you need hollow wall anchors because yeah. this is not something that is just going to stick to your wall. Well, true. You know, if it were me, I'd be wearing it all around town. What are you talking about? Every <laughs> every talk show I'd go on, I'd have it on. I'd sleep with it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hanging on a wall. Just, ca- just carry it into Publix for an eight-piece chicken satchel and some Gouda mac and cheese. Just wear it around and nobody's going nobody's gonna to question why, right? <laughs> People may ask you for your autograph and not even know why they're they're asking you for it. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think based on your action, I think it would be even better if I got out of my truck and every time I did, I just did that and, yeah. and it gave you the highlight of the belt. But yeah. here, this is actually relevant to um, nothing, but um, when we – But everything. If you remember Rick – you remember Ric Flair, obviously, oh, yeah. was an innovation, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I just saw in the news this morning he's doing his final wrestling match. He's actually coming back and wrestling, and it was on the news. And, like, the people, like, he's Flair, 77 you're, like, years sev- old. over 70 years old. Obviously, there, there's got to be some concern here. And he's like, <laughs> no, baby. I'm a, you know, he's doing, like, a 1,000 air squats a day to get in shape. Like, he looked like a completely different dude, man. Ric Flair's yeah. been training. I don't know if he still lives at Marriott Waterside, you know, every night, but yeah. he looked like he was in better 73 shape. 73 years old. And I'm just thinking to myself, my God, this guy's – well, here's the deal, man. Ric Flair needs some – he needs some money. Like, that's the only reason it's 70-some years old you would be coming back. Flair, yeah. you and I had it out one time over the phone when you were in Tampa, and I'm calling you out right now. This ain't your last match. If you want a piece of this, you come and get it. <laughs> That's the second professional athlete I've called out on the Power Producers podcast. The first one was the big unit, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. And i got to tell you, man, I've seen him on some recent commercials, and that guy's looking real rough. Was he in the Ghostbusters one with uh, Ken Griffey Jr.? Yes. I didn't even recognize him. I didn't know that was him. Ken Griffey Jr. looks fat as hell, too. I mean, and I... Oh, God. There he is. Are you wearing the the Nature Boy and Brian McCall? Was that today? (laughs) You are wearing Is that the same shirt? I got blue in this one. No, 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 no. Uh, Let's see. Oh my god, dude. No. That's that's white stripes. When, when, whenever like I'm talking to who I believe are important people, I've always when I'm in was in suits, I always wore a red tie. Now I don't do ties, I don't power, do suits. power move. I I do power red move. shirts. So so for the most part, I know if you picked up on this. But almost every episode that I taped for you, I try to either have a red or a bright orange shirt on. Always. So. Well, that was one of my questions because, you know, the glasses tie in nicely as well. Yeah. And they're very prolific in much of your content. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and I kind of become, you know, a little bit of a different person. You'll love this. Uh, at my kids' school, you know, I go into classrooms. I go into events. Hell, it could even be dark in the theater. and I'm watching a, a play. I've got the glasses on. I always kept that persona going for at least the first 14 years of their life. <laughs> and so people would say, What are you, T-Pain? Where's your dad? Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. I bring the pain. By the way, could I just get one of those voice modulator things that he oh, has for the podcast? So so every now and again, I could push the button. <laughs> so T-Pain came out with a microphone that would change your voice into the modulation yes. that T-Pain does. I've, That's exactly right. I think I've got two of them. If I can find them again, Dave, I'll send you one. Because <laughs> I bought I've already bought it on Amazon. While, while we were talking. <laughs> it, it'll be done. Yeah, I'll, I'll have it before you can even yeah. think about looking for it. 
And you I know, mean, that's the way it is down here, man. You order it from Amazon, you have it in like, like seriously, we went through this major freezer um, clean out defrost for our deep freeze in our garage over the weekend. Yeah. And I ordered all of the bins that I was going to use to organize all the frozen stuff we had. Started the project at ten fifteen. Bins arrived at two o'clock. Wrapped everything up and was done. I mean, we have so much Amazon down here; it's insane. Well, yeah, they, they, you know, the that str- being smart strategy, they're putting all their distribution centers really close to the most active areas. You know, and they're also taking over the yeah. world. Yeah, um, I will say this: <laughs> Walmart the other day. Don't ask me why, but I ordered nine pairs of scissors. Kick-ass <laughs> scissors, by the way. Had a bottle opener and a can opener. Anyway. <laughs> Gave it to my family and everything. It's like, you can never have too many scissors. Ordered it on Walmart. I'm a Walmart Plus person. I got it within four hours. I, they're trying to show, they're not. They're never going to keep up with Amazon. Amazon's a force to be reckoned with. But the guy calls my personal number and says, what's your gate code? I'm here with your scissors. I'm like, what? I just ordered like four hours ago. And then, of course, Dave, what did I do? I ran through the yard with scissors, man. Man, God. <laughs> Every time. I have a feeling that's like not the worst thing you've ever done. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, you said clean up, you know, your area, you know. <laughs> of course, what's in the background, my uh, my airsoft. I just got my new airsoft gun. Nice. I don't know if you can see that. What do you do with that, actually? Oh, dude, shoot the shit out of people. That's what you do. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what my that's what my kids do. I just didn't know, like, if you had I used to a shoot problem ducks. with raccoons or cats or because... oh, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, no. With this one, um, ducks would come people. shit in my yard in St. Pete, so I'd shoot them with my airsoft gun. They're the worst. And my neighbor would feed them, so they would just stuck around. Because I had it customized. You would think I would have customized it red, but yeah, I was really think. filling the blue ice. Well, it does. That's very difficult to mistake for an, a real gun. It's a little, little less realistic looking, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hundred, hundred times less realistic looking. Yeah. Then the well, the, the the black ones they used to have straight black, and all they had was the orange tip on them. And if you broke that off, it looked just like a regular AK or an AR-15. I have a CO two pistol. It looks just like a Glock. There's no nothing orange, anything on yeah. it. It's all black. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, they they come from the factory yep. with the orange tip, and then you you take you know a set screw, and then you know it's off. So, but uh, yep. but yeah, oh, well, man. listen, man, let's get down to let's Press get down tats. to business as much as we possibly sure. can. Why the protege? Why did you decide to throw your hat in the ring? Well, it all goes back to uh, I was at a better agency meeting um, in uh, Florida, up uh, Florida in uh, Arizona, and uh, you were one of the speakers. And uh, you were kind enough to hand out some books. I thought you had handed me a book and signed it over to me, but I got Chris's book, whoever Chris was. But anyway, loved it, read it, thought that all the material you put in there was very useful. And somehow when I was going to innovation um, in November, I ran across that you were doing this protege and I hadn't heard about it before because as I told Sean, you know, I was staying away from social media and uh, what I did was uh, took my kids trick-or-treating uh, Halloween night, came back to the office and recorded, you know, took about two, three hours, recorded that little clip that I sent you and kicked it over to you at like three in the morning, November 1st, and uh, crossed my fingers that you'd like what you saw and uh, just see if, uh, you know, what I could actually get out of it. I, like I said, personal lines, you know, for the most part, um uh, Throw a dollar out on the street, someone's going to pick it up, right? 
with commercial lines, it's a whole different beast. I mean, you've got to prove your chops to these guys inside and out and be there where no one else is going to, you know, be there for them and, and show, you know, how you deliver a really distinct uh, value proposition that's above everybody else. And so it's one of those things, like I know so many people think that, uh, you know, it's just as easy to lose commercial business, but if you're doing the right things, you're always going to have them. So really, you know, not to, uh, not to butter you up, Dave, but, uh, you were, you were kind of the reason I got into this, you know? So, and so that's why, you know, I had, I, I love that everything you said in the, and the book was about go for the kill shot. And uh, really, I kind of wanted to see what your ecosystem, by the way, if no one knows what the, the term for ecosystem is, every time I say ecosystem, you have to take a shot. Because I was teasing Dave on the last one that I did. I think I said ecosystem like 13, 14 times, something like that. So It's a lot of times. Anyway. It's a lot of it's shots. It's a lot of times, right? It's a, a lot, lot of shots. A lot of shots. So. But we used to, in college. We used to do a shot every time they dropped the f bomb in Goodfellas, Oof. and everybody was blasted. Fifteen minutes like 15 in, fifteen minutes yeah, into exactly. the movie. <laughs> Peace out, Paul Savino. Like all the gangsters are dying these days. You know what's the deal, man? I don't know. I I feel like there's a conspiracy theory. Did they were they involved in investments with the Clintons yeah. or anything that we're right. not aware of? Or <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe they got to view Hunter Biden's laptop. I don't know. <laughs> there's no telling man who knows but, yeah it's, it's all, crazy it's all but... conjecture at this point dave all conjecture so 100 <laughs> percent. you've got paulie you've yeah. got paulie Walnuts. Walnuts, you've got yeah you've got um ray liotta uh, and you got james Kyle, yeah. right? But ray liotta like, was the heartbreaker because you know i feel like you know the dr killed him you know because like we had a trip playing the dominican republic and then everybody was dropping like flies because they were drinking drinks out of their mini bar. Now, yeah. agree, agreeing that, that I was there you know, like a month after that happened. Oh, well, I guess you didn't drink from the mini bar then, no. did you, Kyle? The guy couldn't figure out how to open it. <laughs> Screwdriver works every time. I gotta tell you, I was like, this stupid this around door is stuck. And then I just, you'll love this, right? Then I just so, went to the bar and got absolutely. I stayed at one fancy hotel one time. I can't remember which one it was. I guess if I plugged them here, I'd get a free stay, but I don't want to do that. But uh, I had brought a bunch of beer and alcohol that I wanted refrigerated, so I took all their stuff out and put my stuff in, so it would be you know nice and cold because they had it full. And I went to check out and like, oh yeah, your bill is uh, such and such. It was like an extra twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and I was like, it's all weighted. The weight sensors yes, on the there, weight man. sensors no in the fridge. And this is like, I don't know, two thousand one, two thousand two. And I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, Mister McCall, you drank all the alcohol we had given you in the room. <laughs> I was like, no, I did. It's all back there. Go look, you know. But if it's gone for a certain amount of time, so I learned my lesson with mini bars Oof. early on. So, <laughs> but yeah, Dave, yeah, I enjoyed question, Kyle. every step of this process. Um, I don't know if that's shown on camera. I, I it's just I want more. I, I the whole time I was like, "Give me more, man! Give me more!" Like you were kept throwing curveballs. Like you know, uh, great. I said you're in the program. Now you got to sell yourself to the judges. Let's do it, man. Let me do a video for the judges. You know, uh, let, hell, I'll do a video for the audience five or six times over. You know, so a lot of it was for you, but also I wanted everybody to know how much fun this can be. You know, getting going through this process, seeing what's out there for commercial, and really for me, I, I know this is going to seem like a stretch, stepping outside of your comfort zone. 
because commercial was not in my wheelhouse. Like I said, I was licensed, but it wasn't something that uh, came naturally to me. And so I feel like I, I, I think middle market. I think middle market commercial is the great equalizer. I honestly do, man. I don't care what size your set of stones is. <laughs> if you're going into an account in the middle market where you know that you could make fifty, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in commissions, ain't nobody got ice water running through their veins at that point. Like, mm -hmm. and if if they don't, then I want to be that guy yeah. because <laughs> I, I want to know what he's selling that a hundred thousand or fifty thousand or even twenty five thousand doesn't get him amped up anymore. Oh, yeah, and you know, I think. I think that's the thing. You know, we were talking about it earlier today. You know, you listen to the podcast and we've got all the answers, right? We know all the tricks. But I um I had to go to an appointment last Thursday for an account that I've represented for almost 20 years because the CFO that I've dealt with for almost 20 years mm -hmm. retired. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a great relationship with them. They've always been very well taken care of. I mean, they had a claim where they dropped a flight simulator in, a, in an Air Force base and $186,000 claim, which if you know anything at all about simulators, that's like replacing your shoelaces in a set of Air Force Ones for 186000 bucks. Like the mirrors are $100,000 a piece. And they dropped it. 48 hours, Chubb had the claim paid. It was, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And so they were always um, – they've always been a great account, but – you know, I would also be completely untruthful if I didn't say I was somewhat nervous going out there because I didn't know how the meeting was going to go. You know, I'm I'm thinking, yeah, I've done everything right. But at the end of the day, I don't have any relationship with this guy. He has no clue who I am. Right. It was interesting because when when he brought me in, the CEO was in there and I, I've only dealt with the CEO on very rare occasions over the years. And this is a new one that I was not had no relationship with. They brought a couple of the IT people in so we could specifically talk about their cyber strategy, but they brought another VP in and he was actually one of two guys, the old CFO being the other one that were, that worked with me mm -hmm. when I originally brought the account on. And this account has followed me to, to from the original agency to the next one to Florida risk. Every time my non-compete was up, I would just go back and um, AOR it to the new agency. And so that guy was in there. And uh, I hadn't seen him. I had I hadn't seen him since I wrote the account. And I and he, he introduced himself. And I was like, you don't need to introduce yourself to me, man. I know who you are. I've represented you guys forever. I mean, I've got a good memory. And I said, and I'll never forget you as long as I live. Right. He said, why do you say that? I said, because you guys were kind enough to wait until 445 on Christmas Eve in 2008 to give me the bind order to represent. <laughs> wow. And you never forget somebody yeah. who holds you at the office till 445 yeah. on Christmas Eve. And he, he just looked at me. I said, I'm busting your chops, man. I worked till seven that night. I'm just kidding. But yeah, my, kid, my kids, you know, I, my kids didn't get a Christmas, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So let me ask you this, man. You're going through Protege. Um, what's the, what do you think the biggest surprise was for you? Like what surprised you about the process? How, and this is not to put anybody down. How many people thought that you were going to hold their hand through the whole process? That was the biggest surprise to yeah. me. You know, when I when I got heard some of your feedback, like, yeah, I just don't give people all the answers. Um, I knew there was going to be a lot of work on my part, and and honestly, it was it was a lot more than what I thought. Which I can now understand. I would wouldn't do it, but I can now understand why some people might bow out. You know, because it's a lot of work, a lot of pressure. 
But um, hey, guess what? So is real life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hell, like today with the car. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know of a job where somebody else can do all of the work for you, but you go, go collect the commissions, yeah. right? Like that does that job doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, what kind of training that's effective, like, isn't gonna be like the game? I mean, you know. Oh, like, dude, like, and I, I I love being thrown out in the deep end. That's how I learned how to swim. You know, I was either going to drown that day or a shark was going to eat me, right? One, yeah. one of the two. I so. went to swimming lessons. Actually, actually, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was the biggest surprise, I think. Um, I, I And the other thing was the, on, the honesty, too, that you provided. Um, you know, I've got thick skin. Some people don't. But um, it really helped me change the way that I, I thought about things. Because, I mean, let's, let's, let's face it, right? When you get to a certain age and you get to a place in your career, um, you, 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 you listen to people maybe about that much, right? Well, yep. I was all in for this. My ears were wide open, and I was very receptive to everything that you were you know, bringing out. And, and uh, it humbled me quite a bit, uh, if you can believe that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm better for it. Like, even – I know what you said early on, you know, because I didn't quite get right the – I wanted to make it entertaining, but also show you that I knew the stuff. And you're like, Brian, just, just settle down. You know, you don't have to just like make me laugh at like everything you submit. And I remember you couldn't use like the first three because I was just like, you know, having a good time with it. But then I settled down and realized, you know, what <laughs> Brian I wasn't do. aware of like copyright. Yeah. Copywriting notifications and things like that on YouTube. <laughs> so I think it was one of his first couple videos was literally, him with some 80s song playing in the background and the Victoria's Secret lingerie yep. show on the screen behind him intentionally yep. placed yep. so that you could see it. And right? it timed out and I, I'll never forget. I'm looking at that and I'm looking, I'm thinking to myself, who's this guy? <laughs> like, what's this, what, what's this dude doing, man? Like there's very few people in this world that like, I could just say their name and people are like, yep, I get it. <laughs> Brian McCall is one of them. I literally just put on my Facebook profile, a picture of the screenshot. And I put on there. If you, if you know, you know, no caption necessary. <laughs> and here you go. Comments are already coming. <laughs> Jim Stout, oh my, <laughs> Ciara has graphics on it. It's just like, you know it's coming, man. But I mean, I think the thing is this. This in you know, I, I mean no disrespect to anybody. I think I did a really good job of being respectful in my feedback when I talked to people. I did shoot straight, mm -hmm. I am direct. Everybody was warned about that at the very onset. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I'm like, look have thick skin, understand I'm going to be direct. I'm going to give you feedback. As long as you know that my heart is in the right place and that I'm giving you something that's going to make you better, then you're going to be able to swallow it. But if you don't have thick skin, you might get offended at my feedback. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to tell them. You know what I mean? What I come with a warning label and I know what that warning label should read. And I told them that. So, you know, I think that's, that's the one thing, but I think really what what differentiates the people that were successful versus the people who weren't as successful, because I do feel like every single person who saw it through to being in the top 12 learned a ton oh. through the process, yeah. unarguably, right? But I think the biggest difference is I saw – there's two things. Number one, some of the people – 
just don't have the experience, man. And I was talking with Andy Warner about this yesterday. So I want to I want to clear the air about a couple of things. Number one, everybody won. Okay, everybody has already won because even the people who didn't make it to the top eight and have a chance to win the the grand prize. I still gave every one of those people six months worth of one-on-one coaching every other week for free. That's awesome. Okay, so those people have the ability to go out, get better. I'll I'll invest the time in them. If and and guess what? They may not want it, and that's fine. I'll see you know, I, I'm cool with yeah. that. But I had I had my call a call yesterday with Andy Warner, and I told Andy I said, listen, I said it is very difficult to put something like this together. And number one, remain objective. It's the closest thing to being a judge I will ever have because there are people in the competition that, honestly, I don't like, and I have to get past that, right? I'm objective. I mean, if if I wanted to be a jerk, I would have never let them in to begin with. Yep. But they were the best candidate, and there were times I I just, for whatever reason, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. I just, we're not clicking. You're not hearing what, you know, you're not picking up what I'm dropping. You know what I'm saying? So... There's that. But the the thing that I told Andy was I have to look at the the body of work as a whole, and then I have to think to myself, how successful is this person going to be if I push them through? Do they have a realistic shot of winning the whole thing? Are they going to be able to produce? And I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, you are brand new to this industry. And I honestly was thinking more of you than me when I didn't put you into the top eight, because the last thing I want to do to anybody is put them in there and just have, and I'm saying, I'm not saying you would have gotten your plow cleaned, but you'd have gotten your plow cleaned. You're not ready for that yet. So I'd rather gracefully excuse you, help you get to where you need to be. And I said, listen, I can tell you right now, if you or Lugo, both from the same agency were to come back next year, you'd have the ability to win the whole thing because you have a lot more experience under your belt at this point. Mm -hmm. But when you look at everybody, the people that made it through are really the more seasoned salespeople that have have been in the industry longer. And the four people that I had to cut haven't. And it really came down to that. I didn't want anybody to look bad if they got to the production round and they and they had goose eggs, yeah. right? And, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. I was just gonna say I'm gonna Lugo, tell you right now, Jason Lugo Webb, and Warner. I'm gonna die way before you guys anyway. So you won. You know, you won. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I look at it, though, like Jason Webb was in the production round in season one, right? But he didn't make it to the top three. He is absolutely crushing it right now. Absolutely crushing it in Minnesota. And I know that. I can tell by his social presence. And he's even told me, he's like, oh, yeah, I got an AOR on this. Every once in a while, he'll pop in and say, just pick this up, just pick that up. And I keep track of it. But well over six six figures of revenue since he nice. left, right? All about To come on yeah. and, and be in a show. But I think the biggest thing that delineated everybody in their body of work for the entire time is the people who realized very quickly that I wasn't playing around. Like this is a real this is a real deal and it's not like you're in a game show trying to win something. You're getting challenged to put together a body of work that you can then t- I'm not saying body of work again in this entire hang on, hang on. episode. I've said it like 5 times now. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but you you take this stuff and you make it what you're going to use on the streets. Like you're basically getting good feedback on building your 
platform in which you're going to produce for the rest of your career. The people who think it's a show and they're just pencil whipping the submissions to get stuff in, they're never going to make it because I can see right through that, right? Uh, but the people who took this serious and were the most consistent across the board, and by the way, I'm not saying that the other people that didn't make the top eight weren't serious. I'm just saying in general, over two seasons of The Protégé, the people who have been the most serious and realized, look, I'm going to take this thing and own it and run with it. I'm going to build my business around it, and I might as well get all the free feedback from David and my coaches and all of the – I brought guests in last year and everything else. You're not going to get that anywhere else. So those people that took it seriously, we might it might be three years from now, but they're going to be really successful with the pla- the base uh, foundation they've built, no doubt. period. So that's why I say everybody won no mm-hmm. matter what. I mean, certainly there's bragging rights if you win the production round, but it still has to go to the popular vote. Right. Yeah. And we know how. Fickle. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. Everybody's out kind of producing no. a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no. everybody's out. Everybody's out in the real world kind of producing right now. Anyhow. So like it, it's and I say kind of because nobody's lighting it up yet, but it was also the first month. Usually what I see is months two and three. It's going to it's going to yeah, go up and there. I'll be real interested to see what those numbers look like. But I mean, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing I think that separates everybody across the board is they, you know, you're either bought in or you're not. And, you know, for for people who aren't bought in, I'd rather them just not apply or drop out as quickly as possible because you're wasting everybody's time. And that's why what I realized early on is, you know, you probably thought I was just here to entertain you, you know, and that's not me, but that's kind of no. Your stu- your work product had very good substance, I, and to I it. appreciate that. But my persona is that you know I want to dazzle people. I want them to look you know deeper within me and say that you know I'm not just another suit, even though I don't wear suits anymore. You know, out there, you know, I want them to see that there's some some real substance, and I can talk the talk and walk the walk with them every step of the way. But yeah, I mean, Dave, you had a stellar group of people, and I I want to give a big shout out to. Andy Warner, because he was one of my teammates, loved that guy. You know, who else would go after the yep. uh, religious, you know, the church market? I mean, my God, that's that's a tough road to hoe right there. And uh, he's he's going to be successful with it. He really is. And He will be, because he came from that background, and he's working on another niche that we, we talked about specifically yesterday that he's going to try and get, um, get up and running. And, I mean, that's the thing, man. You know, just – and, and it's no different than the job itself. Yeah. You put yourself out there and you sell or you I'll, don't, you know, there's not really exactly. a bunch of gray area. I'll in what we do a dark horse out there. Kevin, uh, is it Leipzig out of California? Oh, the guy's fantastic. Guy. The guy came in with like no knowledge whatsoever and he's crushing it. And then he comes back and big shout out to you, Kev, because he came back to us and said, Hey guys, here's some of the things I was using early on in the process. I want to share with you guys now just to help you, you know, monitor your outgoing emails, incoming emails, response rates love that you know who else shares like stuff like that and like even with you dave even though i know you have no decision in the process you know the final decision you know it's all public and whatnot i mean there's no one else out there right now that's doing what you're doing you know think about it there's nobody out there that's offering people off the street from any state you know coming from any background to come out and compete in a commercial contest like this so kudos to you for having the brainchild to begin with and really making this into something because it's going to live long past, you know, the day that you're not with us anymore. You know that, you know, this is, well, I'll tell you, man, it's, it started out, 
it started out as a night with college buddies watching Goodfellas, <laughs> and um, <laughs> as most things do. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> so, how's it going on the streets, man? I mean, you 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 built your mousetrap, yep. like. How's it working for you out in the real world at this point? Yeah, slow and steady. Um, I was just talking with uh, my coaches again, uh, Sedlak, uh, who just closed on uh, – uh, The yeah, Popeye. Popeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he show you that? <laughs> yeah, the Popeye. It, actually, the town in Illinois is like the Popeye town, right? And he's got the, the card from the mayor there. Yeah. And it's slow and steady. Yeah, I, yeah he I, took a picture of it and sent it yeah, on text. I think the biggest month that's going to pop is definitely going to be August at this point because – June was a little slower. July, they're they're coming back around. Um, I've just got to make sure that you know I make the best first impression, and that first meeting just knocks their socks off, so I get to the right people. But um, I know you had set a goal. I think you said that uh, the top three would probably be in the hundred thousand dollar range. I'm trying to push that seventy to eighty, so I hope that's enough. So if not, yeah, I'm going to adjust that, man. I think if you hit fifty, you'll be in the top. Okay, three. okay, because it's looking like seventy. But here's the thing. Oh, and listen. By the way, for all of you who just like, fifty, why would we? Why would he settle for that? Take fifty and multiply it by four, and then tell me the last time you wrote two hundred thousand dollars in revenue annualized. <laughs> End of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a grind. So just put all the field. And that's like when when I had the car trouble today. I was like, holy crap! What the hell am I gonna? I, I, I was like calling every rental place I could find to make sure I had a vehicle for the next six weeks <laughs> to make sure that I wanted to get out and see people that didn't want to do the video or the the live presence because. You should get a Segway and just See go to industrial parks riding a Segway around with your orange sunglasses. Just that shit well, up. Just mount your T-shirt cannon to the front, <laughs> blasting people with risksucks.com T-shirts from the parking lot. Well, I still have uh, the be, balance. What's the little balance? By? Probably shouldn't have said that. It'll happen. <laughs> well, well, my kids, I got them two of those. Uh, what's the balance board that they used to ride? The two-wheeler. The, uh, the rips hoverboard? Yeah, hoverboard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we got two hoverboards, so I'll keep one charge for the morning routine and one charge for the afternoon routine. And I'll send you the video of me shooting the cannon on the hoverboard. <laughs> you know what else you could do? See, there's certain people that can pull certain things off and then others that can't. I think it would be an awesome first appointment strategy for you to walk in and just take requests for making balloon animals in the lobby. I think that would be fantastic. Like, I would just, I mean, if I could make balloon animals, I'd just go in with, like, blue and yellow balloons and make them whatever they want well, you know? or it would be- <laughs> i've got one better there's the guy who used to go around the chuck e cheeses or just only know how to make one thing make only know how to make one thing and no matter what they ask you for that's what- yeah. so what would you like kids i would like a pony okay here you go snake <laughs> what would you like son yeah. i'd like a dog snake next <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but That's I got it. one one better. Uh I was in a CC's before the pandemic and there was a guy going around making blue I'll just hire him. There's no excuse Take him that. with me, man. Boom, shakalaka. 100%. Love that. Dude, another great idea. I love that. That's where you want to be different, you know? And then I'll go right off into the sunset shooting the t-shirts towards him. <laughs> that's it i mean i, I you just you, you were like an all-in-one <laughs> entertainment module that shows up i was just i was just thinking last night about just to, insurance and risk just to keep the the staff kind of engaged with the regular personal lines because they're like oh y'all you talk about is commercial now commercial commercial 
And I was thinking, um, in my sleep last night, I just went across the street, guys, having an estate sale, about one of those long green putting greens, you know, that you roll out. And I'm going to do like a little ad, putt for your prize. You know, I have like all these different prizes. All right, your prize, a can of spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, you want to putt again? Putt again, let's see what you get. <laughs> Gas cards, uh, stainless steel tumblers, stuff like that, you know. Putt, putt for your prize, registered trademark. Don't steal it from me. But anyway, just like wristsucks.com. There you go. <laughs> but that dude, that's awesome. Have you have you heard of anybody going in with balloon animals? No. Oh, it's gold. <laughs> Absolute gold. Absolute gold. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, and then the thing is, if you hit objection with it, you say, obviously, you don't want a clown in your lobby. I'm a, a trained insurance professional. I'm here to talk to you about why your experience mod is a <laughs> 1.7 now that I have your attention. <laughs> Take those home to your kids. Are you happy that you're paying 70% more than your peers? <laughs> or, or just roll right or into even better, it. like uh, you come in with like a sock puppet. Let's ask Mr. Sock Puppet. What does he think about that? Remember there used to be a, 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 a commercial on TV. The company was all about that Mr. Sock Puppet. I can't remember it now, but you remember. I forgot. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't, I don't remember what that – what was that lady's name? It was Carol Oh, yeah, Carol Channing. Like, that's what she was known. They had this sock – Is that her I, name? I, I don't know. I just remember she was – yeah, she was huge around the same time as Charo. Oh, 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 oh. Lamb Chop. <laughs> Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. That's Lamb right. Lamb Chop, yeah. <laughs> uh, commercial. Yeah, there was there was somebody who before the gecko, they had a they had a sock puppet as their uh as their uh pets.com. Dude, my favorite my favorite Geico commercials are the cavemen. Oh. Like when they make the comment and the cavemen get offended yeah. by it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. The, the cavemen commercials were all they great. Haven't... I like the the uh, I like the Jack Link Sasquatch commercials. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I I have an affinity to the anthropoid apes. <laughs> here's 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 the sock clip for all those all those people out there who didn't know what I was. Uh, God, that's my camera's terrible. It's just very very bright. There he is. It looks like a bit of a bit of a Val, type, Dalmatian yeah, type yeah, species. Terrible. But. Uh, <laughs> My favorite was whenever, whenever we were in business meetings and someone would say something and it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, you know, I'm just an unfrozen caveman lawyer, and your you know sense of reasoning makes no sense to me. So, from Saturday Night Live, have you ever seen frozen unfrozen caveman lawyer? Unfrozen caveman oh. lawyer, Phil Hartman, classic, classic. classic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can go 80s and in early 90s Saturday Night Live with oh. you all day long. Uh, you're gonna pump me up, man. I gotta tell you, man. <laughs> those are the those were the best years. Well, listen, let me ask you this as we wrap up, man, because I want to make sure that we're respectful of your oh. time and we stay yeah. on task. There's going to be um, right now. I've not talked myself out of doing season three. So, what advice would you give somebody who's sitting out there saying, "Eh, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't"? Why? What would you tell them? You never know till you try. So, um, what's the saying? Tell that to you my wife I mean, all the yeah. time. Hey, let's try this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Usually it has to think, do with think, cooking, Brian. I'm not oh, exactly sorry. sure where your head was. Uh, well, there's olive oil involved with it, by the way. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I would say to them. Things that come easy never last. Things that last never come easy. And if they, and, and if they will get outside I, of their comfort zone. What? 
Hey, in Oklahoma, people, they call him Yoda for a reason. <laughs> but you know what? Just step outside your comfort zone. Under, understand him, I do. <laughs> you know, I uh, being on camera, I, I got to tell you, you inspired me. I'm, I'm going back to the gym now because I saw what I looked like on camera, and I was like, oh, good Lord, man. Now, I'm not, I'm not quite I'm down yet, 18 but, right huh? now. I said I'm down 18 right now. I find I got the clear. I got the all clear from the doc, mm-hmm. so I haven't pushed my heart rate too much on the Peloton or the Peloton tread. But that's starting next week, so hopefully I can get that ramped up because I've got a goal to hit by September yeah. one. Well, and I'm going to throw a bold projection out there too for everybody who goes to our Facebook Sand Springs Agency in the fall by late October. I want them. They're going to see a skinnier version of me because I actually do have dimples. Believe it or not, they're they're here underneath these these uh you have to buy a bunch of new red shirts man <laughs> or just shave my hair even closer you know so <laughs> it looks like i'm better that's i keep the white out of mine otherwise i do look like Polly walnuts <laughs> but no nah, what i'd say to anybody is go for it man i went for it i i couldn't be happier uh you know early on i didn't i didn't know if i'd even be near the you know final 12 final six final three whatever you know, I, I it was a process that uh, I feel very fortunate to be able to go through and, and not to, you know, blow your head up at all, Dave. I, I just think there's nothing else out there like this, and you're going to get a lot out of it. Whatever you put into it, you're going to get a lot out of it, and uh, I'm very thankful. So, And I know you've got a great group uh, around Killing Commercial. So if somebody doesn't want to go through this process, hey, the cop-out is going to Killing Commercial because – you know, you are going to hold their hand there. You're, you're going to tell them exactly. Listen, know? man, Joseph Bustos figured that out real quick in season one. He was like four episodes in. It's like, screw it. Why do I need to do all the work? I'm going to join. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and they did. Like, he literally, he, he just said, you know what? I'm not going to delay the rest yeah. of my career. I could go through this and wait until he announces the winner. It might be six yeah. or eight months. Screw it. I'm yeah. just going to join. I got a little I'm change in. in my pocket. Went, Here got we his go. Agency pr- Let's wind it up. He had his agency principal pay for there it. Joseph's nice. a closer. So his, his agency principal bought in and did the nice. deal. And it, it's my, worked out pretty well for him. Well, listen, man, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm just going to say my go ultimate goal is to be a, become a permanent part of your killing commercial group, by the way. So that's that's my ultimate goal. I want, I want to be a part of that. And, and if go. I can help anybody else, whether they want to be mentored by me or not, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But if you like to drink... I'm telling you, it's going to be a good time. But, uh, you know. <laughs> if you like to drink and have T-shirt cannons in your exactly. possession. But it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, a fun ride, Saturday Dave. Night. I loved it. And, uh, Kyle, I'm glad you could be here for the very end. Me too. So it's really, really helpful. Yeah. So, listen, this is the funny part. We were going to say this, and then we never did. So, Brian texts me <laughs> and tells me um, he's in town because he's taking – it was your daughter that was going uh, to UT? Yeah, she was thinking about it. Right. We're, we're, we're doing the whole trip around. Thinking about going to university. Yeah. Yeah, thinking about doing yep. UT, right? So he texts me and, and says, hey, I'd love to come by and see you, whatever else. And I'm like, crap. Like This is like the, the worst. worst week possible for somebody to reach out to me. I don't remember. I think Annie may have been gone. I had to be at an appointment like somewhere or whatever uh, for one of the kids' health yeah. or something. And so I when I when I sent him the message back, I this is who Brian McCall is, in case you guys haven't figured it out yet. I meant to tell him I only had about 30 – if it was going to work, I would only have about 30 minutes at 3 o'clock, but I would let him know. How the message ended up coming out due to my fat thumbs was I'll only have three minutes at about 3 o'clock, but I'll let you know. 
hey, my guy was happy with three. He showed up at three o'clock. I, I wasn't here. <laughs> I had never gotten back to him, so shame on me for that. But shows up for a three minute meeting and you know, hangs out with oh. Abby in in I yeah, think Grayson may there. have been here at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good. And they're like, This dude came in and he just like walked into your office and was like, Wow, this is this is pretty cool. Uh, this is a neat setup or whatever. <laughs> they had no clue who this guy was walking around. And he texts me, and I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. I'm trying to get back. It was a dermatology appointment for the for uh, for yeah. Caroline is exactly what it was. And she had to have she had a ward on her hand. She had to have burnt off, and that's not an appointment. <laughs> Mommy takes her to. I have to be the one. So there's a setup, there everybody. I was actually there. <laughs> I was actually there. I had to see. I yep. had to see the man behind the curtain. Who was pulling the levers? That's the nerve center. That is the nerve center. <laughs> that is. That's the nerve center. But they center. were so nice. And, that thing goes. You know, best part. You didn't even say the best part yet was you said, hey, are you still there? And, you know, how did you say it? Um, I could come back or something. So I thought you were on your way back. I had left. And uh, I got to look at that real quick. That was so funny, Dave. Um, and I thought you. It was such a horrible <laughs> miscommunication. that it, I'm glad you found it humorous because I, I was did. mortified. What was saying? Uh, God, that was so funny. Uh, what did I say? What did I say? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, and then I thought you were killed. Well, while yeah. you're looking for it, I will tell you this, man. You have an open invite to come back That's anytime. Awesome. You just need to give me a little bit of notice, and I'll make sure that I'm available. Yeah, no, you. no, no worries. It is. Uh, what did you say? Ah, I can't even get to it now. But anyway, you said something like, "Hey, you're gonna be there very long. You know, this appointment might not take too long." And I thought you were turning around and come back and go, no, dude, I just got to the appointment. I'm not coming back. I'm like, okay, no worries. I'm moving in now. But, you know, good reason for my daughter to pick UT, you know? Yeah, I think what I said was, you know, are you still there? I'm right yeah, down the road yeah. is yeah. what I said because I literally was only two stoplights away from you at, at the dermatologist's office. But I had just walked, gotten called back. I was hoping if you were there, we were only going to be there a couple minutes and I could rush back and yeah. see you. But it didn't work out. That just there means the next visit's going to oh, be yeah. better. In any event, it is time for us to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the one, the only, the balloon animal making, t-shirt shooting, Victoria's Secret watching, cheetah print pillow having Mr. Brian McCall from the Protégé Season 2. I can't tell you to vote for the guy, but he can. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to vote for that face right there? Everybody have a great week. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. 